What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Eve of the Ole Miss and Memphis basketball game. I have a very special guest that is going to be joining momentarily. But before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsors at S.Y. Wilson, the historic Arlington Depot Square. I tell you what, they've got everything from Memphis to Ole Miss to Tennessee to every outdoorsy thing you could ever think of. they got bait and tackle. They've got kayaks. They have it all there at S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington Depot Square. So before you head out on your Christmas shopping, stop by S.Y. Wilson and tell them that Mitch Davis sent you. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore 8. Like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show. Or also find the podcast wherever you'd like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. We're also on YouTube at The Mitch Davis Show. So be sure you go check all of those places out for all of your college sports content put out there. And also you can find our writing at NoHuddleSports.com and also Tiger Sports Report for all of your Memphis needs, want, and desire. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. I want to welcome Nick Suss of the Clarion Ledger to the podcast. Like I said, it is the eve of the Ole Miss and Memphis basketball game. So Nick is going to be joining us to talk a preview a little bit about the Ole Miss Rebels and preview the game. It's going to be a really fun podcast, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and I want to thank Nick for coming on the podcast. I am joined now by the man, the myth, the Twitter legend, Nick Suss of the Clarion Ledger. How's it going, my guy? It is going the way it is going, right <laughs> down the middle. I feel you, dude. You guys have a new athletic director there at Ole Miss. Let's talk about the Keith Carter hire. Where does your takes? I know you published an article. Uh, what is your takes on the hire? Yeah, it's a hire that I think a lot of people saw coming. Uh, Ole Miss tends to have a bit of a reputation for hiring internally, and Keith is a qualified candidate. I think there are going to be some fans who are a little frustrated because you go out and you say you're going to do a national search, and then just like the chancellor search and just like the head football coaching search, you end up bringing in the internal candidate. But I think the thing that people might be missing with Keith that's a little bit different from Glenn Boyce or from Matt Luke is Keith really is qualified for this job. He's a great fundraiser. He's put in 10 years as a high-ranking official in his athletic department. It makes sense for him to make the jump from second-in-command to first-in-command. Now, would people have preferred to have hired a candidate with more direct experience in the athletic department or as an athletic director? Yeah, probably. And, and, and are there people who would have preferred somebody with an outsider's touch who can come in and make some changes to the pro athletic department instead of just, you know, keeping things as is? I, I'm sure there are people who want that. But from a pure qualifications perspective, this hire does make sense. Beyond that, it'll be up to Keith to prove that he can do more than just to be the guy who's qualified. He's going to come in and have to make some changes and have to do some things differently for the fans to, to buy into uh, to his, his reign. What are some of those things that you think, because I know Ross Bjork did a pretty good job before he left for Texas A&M, but what are some things you could think, you know, maybe two things that you could think of that he could do better to improve Ole Miss athletics as a whole? I think that so, that like the athletic director job, I'll just say this as a caveat, is one of the hardest in sports. Because I don't think fans understand what an athletic director does. 
Um, and, and that makes things pretty hard uh, to evaluate because he'll get blamed if the football team isn't doing well. And Well, that's not his job. Uh, what I do think is he's going to need to continue the push for fundraising and he's going to probably need to target a different segment of the fan base than has been targeted in, in recent years with the fundraising. He's going to need to go after younger fans as opposed to preserving the older boosters. I think he's going to need to continue to make changes and improvements to facilities across campus, whether that football or softball or baseball or whatever it is. The pavilion for basketball is very nice right now, but uh, you're going to have to continue making those upgrades. You're going to have to be very visible. Uh, I think all Miss fans are kind of sick of uh, people in power kind of hiding in the background. Keith is going to need to be very, very visible and direct and forthright with the fans. And at the end of the day, he's going to need to make the right hires when it comes to head coaches. If he makes a change this year or next year with football or baseball or whatever primary sports the school cares about, he's going to need to make splashes because, again, this fan base is a little bit frustrated uh, with some of the stagnancy in some of its marquee sports. You know, and you mentioned football. We're going to jump right into this a little bit. The Egg Bowl's next uh, next Thursday on Thanksgiving. What are your quick little takeaways for the Egg Bowl, and do you have a prediction yet for that game against Mississippi State? I will give you the same prediction I give for the Egg Bowl that I give for the other 11 games of the year. There will be four quarters played. <laughs> if one team has more points than the other at the end of four quarters, that team will be crowned the champion. If the two teams, by coincidence, have the same number of points, they will continue playing overtime periods until a, cramped, a champion can be crowned. Now, as for matchup arguments, it's going to be tough for Mississippi State to move the football if Kyle Hill is not 100% healthy, just because he's been so much of their offense this year. And we saw it happen at Ole Miss last year when Scotty Phillips got hurt down the stretch, and this team just kind of fell apart offensively. But the difference is last year's Ole Miss team had so much firepower at receiver this year's Mississippi State team hasn't really had that. So I'm going to be interested to see how Mississippi State's offense matches up against this Ole Miss defense, because it's not a perfect defense. We just watched them give up 58 points to LSU, I believe it was. And there have been other times that the defense has struggled this year, but they've mostly struggled against the pack. They haven't really struggled against the run. And Mississippi State is a run-first team, and if they can't get their rushing attack going, then they're going to be forced to go weakness on weakness, and I have no idea what's going to happen. You flip to the other side of the ball, Ole Miss has not encountered any issues running the ball this year. What they've encountered is scoring when they're not relying on the big play. They, they haven't been super productive at scoring from inside 40 yards. They'll, I think I did the math on this last week, about 70% of Ole Miss's touchdown drives this year have included a run of 15 yards or longer. And I think it's about 50% have included a run of 25 yards or longer. So when you're relying so much on home runs, it's hard to be consistent. Because if the home runs aren't there, your offense kind of stagnates. So it'll be interesting to see if they can rip off those big runs against State the way they did against LSU, the way they did against New Mexico State, the way they have all season. And if you can actually find a way to punch it in and sustain long drives to kind of put them away. 
let's turn it over a little bit to the hardwood. There's a big game tomorrow. I think that's uh, one of the biggest games in this region, basketball speaking-wise. Ole Miss travels to Memphis. First road game for uh, for Ole Miss, what do you see early on for this matchup before we get into you know the guard play and uh, the head coaches and all that? What do you see as this first uh, road game for the Ole Miss Rebels? Uh, through the first four games, I've watched all four of the games in person. and I mean, the thing for Ole Miss is they're just not scoring. They're winning, and they're winning pretty decisively every game, and, and they're, they're doing it with defense. Uh, they, they've, they've held their opponents under 50, I believe, all four games this year. And maybe the most recent opponent got up to 51 or something like that. But they are just absolutely stifling their opponents. And they haven't played anybody that can score like Memphis this year. But when, when you're playing this well consistently against mid-tier, mid-major schools, something seems to be going right. The problem is they're just not moving the ball offensively. Kermit Davis has called the ball sticky way too many times. He, he just doesn't like the way his players are kind of sitting in place and settling for bad shots or maybe settling for good shots but not great shots. And I think he needs to see a little bit more chemistry, a little bit more movement from his guards and forwards and that he wants his forwards to be a little more aggressive down low because he doesn't think they've been finishing plays the way he expected them to. You know, with the loss of James Wiseman, Memphis is kind of depleted on the big men's side of things. But looking at the guard play, when you got Lester Kionis and Damian Ball and Boogie Ellis going up against, you know, Devontae Shuler, Brian Tyree, and Luis Rodriguez, how do you see that matchup playing out? Well, I mean, I think that Brian and Devontae comprise one of the better backcourts in the SEC. That's a lot of veteran skill and talent there. And Brian and Devontae both have a reputation of rising up for bigger games. So it should be a fun matchup, but I think Ole Miss is too deep at guard. I don't even think of Luis Rodriguez as a guard. I think of him as a three or four man. He plays, he functions as a guard just because Ole Miss doesn't have very much depth at guard. But this is going to be a game where it's very evident how much they miss Terrence Davis. And if you follow the NBA at all, you've known that Terrence Davis has had maybe the best first month of the year of any rookie in the NBA. He's been spectacular. And that's a thing that Ole Miss is missing because they used those three guards last year in tandem so well. Memphis has three guards, and it's going to be hard to keep up with that speed. As you mentioned, those guys are very, very talented. I think that either Schuler or Tyree is probably going to have a pretty good game offensively just because that's kind of the way this works. And if you told me one of them had 20 and the other had 12, I'd say, yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. But I do think Memphis will have the advantage there just on sheer numbers because the third and fourth guards that Ole Miss are going to be playing have probably never played a road game before in their life. <laughs> not, a, not a D1 road game at the very least. And it's going, to be a, it's going to be a hostile environment. Now, stay on the topic of Memphis and Ole Miss, and I do have to ask this before we wrap up. You know, Ole Miss did cancel the series, or both teams could not renew the series in football. Do you like this basketball series since we can't have it on the gridiron, or do you kind of just give or take it as, as it is? Well, I mean, I have no real opinion on it. This is going to be the first time I've ever covered an Ole Miss Memphis basketball game, and it's cool to get to come up to the forum every once in a while, and it's cool for these two teams to play each other. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to be selfish, and I just like covering good sports. So if the game's good, I'll cover it. If the game's bad, I'll be a little 
frustrated that I had to cover it. And I think that if Ole Miss continues to rise and if Penny continues to build a program at Memphis, then these two teams are going to use each other as resume chips because in basketball, you can afford a potential loss much better than in football you can afford a potential loss if you're Ole Miss. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see these two teams continue to play each other. I think that Kermit and Penny are both smart enough to know how the RPI and the net and all of that stuff favors big non-conference home and homes. But honestly, it does not make my life any better or any worse if these two teams do or do not play each other. Nick, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. Of course, you're at the Clarion Ledger. I mean, by the way, I have to plug this. You were probably the most funny, savage guy I've ever seen on Twitter. I mean, you're absolutely hilarious. So tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Nick Suss. That's N-I-C-K-S-U-S-S. I have to say S is in Sam because every time I spell out my name, people think I'm saying F as in Frank. <laughs> and I have no idea why. Apparently, I still have a residual list from when I was a child. But, yeah, follow me at Nick Suss for what Mitch will tell you are very savage tweets. I don't think I've ever been particularly savage, but I'll pretend that that works. Uh, and, yeah, we, we, we have some yucks. Nick, I want to thank you for coming on, man. And we'll probably have you on later, you know, later as this basketball season uh, comes to a close in March Madness. Thanks so much, man, and uh, welcome back on the first, uh, first ever time on the Mitch Davis Show. All right, cool. I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. This has been the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page at the Mitch Davis Show, or like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. I want to simply thank our guest Nick Suss for coming on the preview tomorrow on November twenty third, the Ole Miss and Memphis basketball game, and also the Egg Bowl and everything else that is going on there in Oxford. Want to thank y'all for tuning in, and be sure you follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. And lastly, a huge thank you to S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington Depot Square for making all of this possible. So before you head out on your Christmas shopping, be sure to stop by S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington Depot Square.